Damo, you big sweet tooth. Yes, MP, you chocoholic. So naughty but nice, we're a hit at the Wellness Summit and I want more. Well, how does 20 recipes in their free ebook Heavenly Healthy Desserts sound, MP? Jeepers, Damo, I'm loving that. Or you can hop on down to their brand new cafe, Selection Cafe in South Melbourne and receive 10% off your favourite healthy desserts. Woohoo! To do so, go to sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch and fill in your details to receive your free ebook and discount voucher. That's www.sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch. So naughty but nice, delicious nutrition. Thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives the real food real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health we get real on current research debunk food myths and educate you on how to just eat real food your host steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist is one of australia's leading sports nutritionists passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes smoothies and sweet potato if you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the real food real with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. Hi team and welcome to the Real Food Real. You may have noticed last week that we've switched tacks a little as we are spending the next few episodes interviewing some of the world's leading researchers to keep you up to date with recent research findings. Today we are speaking with Professor Andrew Scully. Swinburne University's Director of the Centre for Human Psychopharmacology. Professor Scully is one of the world's foremost experts on curcumin and he's agreed to talk to us today about the very interesting findings of his recent study. Hi Andrew and welcome to the show. Hi. It's great to have you here. I'd love you to start with a little bit of background about yourself and and certainly where you are within um, Swinburne and the research field. Okay, yes. So I'm um, director of the Centre of Human Psychopharmacology, where we conduct research into uh, the way in which ingested substances change behaviour, and particularly cognitive function, so so mental performance uh, and mood. That includes things like recreational drugs, alcohol, but increasingly we're researching the effects of natural substances. supplements and diet on behavior uh, and, and particularly seeing if they can improve cognitive function and mood. Yeah, very interesting. And how long have you been involved in the Center for Human Psychopharmacology? Uh, so I joined Swinburne from the UK in 2007 um, and we formed the center in 2011. So we've been going for about four or five years now. Great. And now I believe you're speaking at the Blackmore's Institute um, Symposium. Can you tell us more about that and what you're speaking on? Yeah, so the symposium brings together a number of experts in the field of natural substances and um, and supplementation uh, and health. And um, in this case, uh, you know, there's, there's a wide range of speakers talking on topics like um, fish oils, for example, for, for, for cardiovascular health. And um, my particular talk is going to focus on the effects of curcumin um, and specifically the effects on cognitive function on the back of a, a trial that we did that was published earlier this year. Yeah, wonderful. And just for the benefit of the listeners uh, who might not know enough about curcumin, can you give us just a little bit of background there? Sure. So curcumin is um, a, an, 
a, a component of the spice turmeric. So turmeric is the bright yellow spice that's used um, to flavor and, and particularly to color um, curry. Um, and uh, it's, there's been some evidence that shows that curcumin has a number or, or turmeric has a number of benefits. So when you look at populations who, who eat more curry, for example, there are certain, they seem to be a bit healthier on um, certain aspects of health. And um, this led to the search for why they might be a bit healthier. And really it was, it was kind of narrowed down to um, turmeric and then specifically to curcumin, this component, um, which makes up about um, 10 or 20% of turmeric. Um, and it's, it's actually not a kind of alternative medicine at all. I wouldn't like people to, to think that. It's, it's actually um, been quite rigor, rigorously researched for uh, several decades. Um, and there's been a, quite a bit of research into its potential benefits for the brain. So again, people who eat more curry and eat more turmeric um, are less prone to um, age-related cognitive decline and dementia. And I think it's worth emphasizing these are um, effects at the population level. So we're not talking about, um, you know, a binary effect. If you eat curry, you won't get dementia. But there does seem to be a, a kind of a, a protective effect to, to some degree. And again, this was pinned down to um, to specifically to the levels of curcumin in people's diets although these studies are quite hard to interpret because there may be lots of other third factors which which influence why some people have a, a different diet to others um, so that means it's important to do clinical trials which is what we did yeah wonderful and you've just published a world first study in the journal of psychopharmacology can you share mm -hmm. with us um, certainly why this study was so important and what it revealed so um, the study was looking at um, a, a commercial curcumin. So this is um, one of the problems with just eating turmeric for its health benefits is that it has what we call low bioavailability. That means that um, most of what you eat doesn't get into the body and doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier, so it doesn't get to the brain. However, there are a few formulations out there which, which are um, tweaked in a certain way that it makes them more bioavailable. And this specific um, formulation of curcumin is something like, um, you know, I've seen, seen some, some studies suggesting that it's about 50 times more bioavailable than, than turmeric itself or just native curcumin, as it's sometimes called. So... Um, so based on that and based on uh, a lot of evidence from um, things, well, mainly from animal studies showing improved ability to find, uh, for a rat to find its way around mazes, for example, we designed a study to see if this specific extract um, could improve cognitive function and mood in older individuals. So that, that's what the evidence was pointing to. Um, so we designed a trial in 60 to 80 year olds. The average age of people in this trial was, 
about 68 or 69, um, 30 people per group, and they were randomly allocated to either receive curcumin for about um, four weeks or, um, or a placebo. And the, the study was performed double blind, so we didn't know what they were getting and, and they didn't know what they were getting. Um, and we tested their mood and cognitive function using standardized tests. So these are computerized tests, which are very sensitive to change. Um, at the beginning of the trial, then we tested them a couple of hours after they'd taken their first dose of curcumin. So this was to try and capture any so-called acute effects, that is, effects which occur following a single dose. Um, and if you want to think about what an acute psychopharmacological effect would be, just think about caffeine. So mm -hmm. people drink caffeine for the you know, kicks in, um, in, increases arousal and, and alertness in the, in the sort of hours following it. Um, and then we also tested them 28 days following the, um, following the, the, the supplementation with curcumin or placebo. And um, we found a couple of very interesting effects. So acutely, we found that just following an hour of their first dose, they improved on tests of um, attention and working memory. So attention is um, it's, it's what most people think about as concentration. So in this case, um, the test involved um, pressing a button when two digits matched. Okay, so they were um, they had to do it as quickly as possible, yep. and uh, performance on that task was 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 improved, and also working memory. In, in this case, the task was a mathematical task where people had to uh, perform what we call serial threes. So they repeatedly subtracted three from a starting number and just kept going, and they were able to do that um, better in the following curcumin than placebo. So that, that was interesting. And then, um, so, so we, want, you know, we, we know that there are improvements immediately following a single dose. And then um, we looked at the four-week intervention. So here, there are a couple of interesting um, effects. Um, the most striking was that um, people people's um, fatigue was reduced. So we also, we, 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 we also got this working memory effect. So that working memory effect um, was maintained at, after four weeks of supplementation. Our, um, the, the, the subjects on the, in the curcumin arm had better working memory. But the most striking effect was a reduction in fatigue. So people's um, ratings of how tired they felt were significantly re reduced um, and that was seemed to be fairly specific to physical fatigue which is really important in this population because one of the um, big complaints that people have as they get older is that they just tire more easily. Um, there was also another effect which was quite intriguing and something that we um, we were also very excited about. Um, so these are older people, as I said, in their you know, average late 60s. 
So when you sit them in front of a computer and get them to undergo a series of cognitive tests, actually performing the tests themselves results in a, a, a negative mood because um, I mean, this also occurs, by the way, in, uh, in, in young adults who are used to computers. But particularly in this cohort, we found that when we measured their mood before and after performing the task, this was completely independent of, of um, which treatment arm they were in, or you know, this was even a baseline. Um, it caused a negative mood state. So they were less alert, less content or happy. Their calmness went down and their stress, fatigue and anxiety increased just by, um, just by performing the tasks. And what we found was that the people in the, um, in the curcumin arm of the trial um, actually were kind of um, buffered or inoculated to some degree against that change. That is that the, the, the negative mood changes were significantly lowered in the people who were on curcumin. Yes. Um, go, go on. on. <laughs> uh, so so those, were the, those are the kind of interesting um, behavioral effects. And... Um, we also actually found a increase in cholesterol. Uh, sorry, we also found a, a decrease in cholesterol, which um, has been reported before. But it was nice to confirm that. Yeah, absolutely. So, to summarise, it sounds like there's a, a sorry, certainly an immediate benefit. So, a single dose significantly improved intention, uh, attention, and working memory. Correct. And then you've got the four week, which was um, increased working memory. Certainly yep. reduce mental fatigue and then decrease negative move patterns. Exactly. That's, that's it. Wonderful. Um, and so what, what about anything further than four weeks? Have you got some thoughts on sort of exponential effects or a, a, a time frame to improve what um, you found? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked that because just actually just this week we um, got confirmation that we've managed to secure further funding for a follow-up study. Um, I should also, by the way, mention that um, this work was, was you know, the person who's really responsible for this work is my PhD student, Kate Cox, um, who's a very, very bright PhD student here at Swinburne. Um, and we've just secured some funding to follow this up. So we, first of all, it's, of course, it's very important to replicate this 28-day uh, effect, which will will be attempting to do and also we'll be taking it further out to um, eight weeks at least and um, to see if the effects endure further and we're also including neuroimaging so brain imaging using fMRI so we can try and work out um, which neural substrates or which areas of the brain are involved in this effect. Yeah, very interesting. And what are your thoughts uh, on the application to a different cohort, perhaps younger athletes or um, middle-aged? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a great question. And, and the simple answer is that we, we don't know. So mm. it's very important that um, we establish a good evidence base for these sort of, using these sort of studies. Um, there's knowing the mechanisms which involve... Um, we think increased blood flow 
um, and also probably anti-inflammatory mechanisms, then uh, certainly when you think about increased blood flow, there's no reason to think that there wouldn't be some effects in, in younger cohorts, but we really can't say that without, uh, some, without us or somebody else performing the experiments. Yeah. So studies have shown that there are strong anti-inflammatory and perhaps the antioxidant properties of curcumin. Um, did that's, you notice that right, yeah. in your study? Um, we, we didn't um, look carefully at inflammatory markers in a, in a very sophisticated way, so that's something we hope to do in our future study. Um, the, the, and it, it is certainly true that um, there does appear to be a link between what's sometimes referred to as chronic low-level inflammation, which we know occurs with aging, and poorer cognitive performance. So it's possible that that's the, that is where yeah, that, that is part of the link. I suspect that it's, it's also because um, curcumin has a huge number of, of properties. Um, it's not like, uh, and that's often the case when we look at these um, bioactive foods or food components. That is, it's not like a, a, a common you know, pharmaceutical where what you do is you, you send in a drug and people try and design what they refer, sometimes refer to as magic bullets, which simply um, uh, really hammer a single neurotransmitter system in the brain or a single process in the body. In this case, um, and it's often the case with, with, with plant extracts, for example, um, there seems to be a whole host of different properties which probably work together to produce the improvement. So you talked about anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects. We also know that there are some effects on specific neurotransmitter systems, um, for example, the, the cholinergic system, which we know is very important. In it's a um, cholinergic system describes the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which we know is very important for things like attention and memory. Exactly the sort of um, processes which were improved by curcumin. Um, it also improves general energy in the brain. So the little um, power plants in cells called mitochondria. Um, we know mitochondrial function is, is improved with, uh, by curcumin and the brain is extremely um, energetic uh, or metabolically active, if you like, or greedy <laughs> in that it, it, uh, it weighs about 2% of our body weight but actually accounts for about 20% of, of the body's energy requirements. So it's packed with mitochondria. It makes it particularly susceptible to um, uh, damage by oxidative stress uh, uh, and also actually inflammation. So, so all of these different processes working together probably help cognitive function and help to benefit the brain. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it will be beneficial to every cohort. Well, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I know you can't say. <laughs> yeah. So what do we do if um, perhaps it's not realistic to get the benefits in the foods that we eat? How do you think we go about um, getting the right bioavailability and dosage to experience okay. those health benefits? 
I mean, I, I, I guess just to, to make it absolutely clear, so the, the study was um, sponsored by um, the, the company who make the product. So, you know, I, that has to be absolutely clear. Yeah. Um, it's a product called, uh, the product that we use for our trial is called Long Vida, um, which is currently licensed by, by Blackmores. In fact, they, they licensed it in Australia um, based on um, our trials. Um, so, so that's the product that was used in, in this specific study. And it, it's very important that, um, I mean, one, one constant in this field is that um, there are, you know, th th there are, when, when um, studies are funded, it is possible, of course, for other companies and other products to get the benefit of that. But it's very important, if if possible, that consumers look for the products where, uh, which were actually used in the clinical trials. Yeah, well, I think as soon as a research study like this comes out, every company is going to have some version of it, but that doesn't mean it's the same. That we, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, I mean, and that's the same for, you know, if you look at, uh, it's the same for curcumin, but if you look at, um, you know, different products using that, that purport to contain ginseng, ginkgo biloba, um, my colleague Constow does a lot of work on a, a herb called um, bacopa, and um, it's very important that, that consumers understand that, you know, all curcumins aren't, aren't the same. All ginsengs aren't the same, all ginkgos aren't the same, all bacopas aren't the same. Mm. So they need to look for the ones where um, there's a good evidence base. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. And certainly why, um, you know, we might recommend that either the health professionals that are working with you at the symposium or that our listeners do work with a practitioner that can make sure they're getting the right product rather than just something that's been jumped, that's jumped on the bandwagon of the research, so to speak. Exactly, yes. Now, you're educating health professionals at the Blackmore's Symposium. So mm -hmm. what, have you, what could you summarise um, for people wanting to gain some the benefits or the health benefits of your research? Um, well, I, I think uh, partly what I said, that is that, um, you know, there are different um, products and that, uh, you know, that, that they're not always the same. Mm. Um I think it's also um, important to uh, make sure that, that, sorry, I'll start again. Um, I think, as I said, it's, there are a number of important take-home messages. The first is that not all herbal medicines are equivalent. So where possible, I think consumers and, and um, people working in the health field need to understand that you know, need to try and um, find the medicines which have been researched. And there are um, companies around that, that are really helping this, um, companies like Blackmores who are, who are getting behind these sort of symposia. Um, it's uh, also true that price and quality, one thing that I've noticed is that um, there's a high correlation between price and quality, so uh, usually you have to pay a bit more for the for the products which have been widely researched. Yeah, absolutely. And 
it's all sounding very interesting and I look forward to the eight-week study and seeing the longer-term effects and perhaps in, in different cohorts as well. Um, did yeah. you have anything else that you wanted to add on either your research or certainly the symposium? Um, uh, not really. I think just to say that, uh, you know, uh, the, the symposium itself has got a, um, a great um, set of speakers. So if people are interested, then... Um, then I, you know, I'd recommend they, they they go along if they can. If they're health professionals, um, my only other request would be that we are extremely active in many clinical trials um, in this this area, and we are constantly looking to recruit people into our trials. So these trials involve um, people of all ages, people who are cognitively high functioning as well as people who are worried about their memory so um, I'd be um, very grateful for anyone who thinks they can spare some some time to help us out if they could contact me at Swinburne University um, uh, you can find me uh, on the university website or just look up the Center for Human Psychopharmacology We'll put the links in the show notes, Andrew, because I'm sure there'll be people oh, interested you. in finding out more. So that's absolutely fantastic. I'd be very grateful for that. Thanks. Absolutely. Well, it was wonderful speaking to you, Andrew, and I look forward to chatting again soon. Thanks for your time today on The Real Food Real. Okay. Thanks, Steph. Take care. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.